gals! I'm Brian. And I'm Brad. Fred, why aren't you here? We're, we got the backdrop, the bullet train backdrop. All right. Okay, okay, okay. This is the spoiler-filled review of Bullet Train. Sir, what do you want to talk about first? Uh, the cameos, the really nice cameo of one Mr. Ryan Reynolds. Which was, if you listen... Which if you listen, sorry, if you listen to the spoiler free, that's not the one I was talking about. But it was not. All right, sorry, I won't interrupt again. Oh no, you're good. Um, so you had Ryan Reynolds, and then you had a Mr. Uh, Channing Tatum. Channing no longer that Tatum. <laughs> who I think went unlisted in the credits. Oh, I wouldn't even be surprised. That was my favorite one. The other, he, not, he had lines and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that is interesting. Um, the first one, the the reason he was my favorite and he usurped Ryan Reynolds and Ted was his cameo in This Is The End, when, okay. when yep. he shows up, because I was watching the movie, that's, a, that's an alright movie, it's actually very similar to this, although I'd say I'd rank it a little lower, where I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna go back to it a lot. But when that scene came around, I was like, whoever is acting in that gimp suit with Danny McBride, hats off to you. You're putting your heart <laughs> and soul into it. By the way, at the time, Chang Tam was my unironically favorite actor. Still pretty high up there. Um, I actually had a <laughs> car full of drunk guys. And one was like, who's your favorite actor? I was like, Chang Tam was like, ah, but like, really, I was like, Chang was like, no, really, no, really. So when when <laughs> the gimp mask came off, I was Jenny fucking Tatum. After I was already admiring the the zest and verve that, that actor was putting into it, I was like, yes. And then uh, the other one was free guy, of course. When he shows up, he's like, uh, he's the one with the clip when. Brian Reynolds comes oh, like, right. oh my god, you're not, you're the blue shirt guy. Oh, can you say, it's time for, <laughs> what was his line? Um, you know what time it is? Time, what time it is? Uh, so Channing Tatum's <laughs> just in my, I mean, I would have loved him to be a critical part of this movie, but he's just, he's just the goat. I want him in every movie showing up, just be like, hey guy, what's up? Ooh. And he plays that, like, dumb character really well, like he does in uh, 21, 22 Jump Street. Yep. Or <laughs> it takes him like a second and he'll like, like click, 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 and then like, ping, like it comes into his mind that Best he's, seed uh, in both of them. <laughs> yeah. When, he's, when he finds out that what's his name is um, with, sleeping with the daughter. Yes. And don't say anything more of that because uh, if anyone somehow hasn't seen 22 Jump Street, that is the greatest just putting the puzzle pieces together scene and. We'll just leave it at that. Yep. <laughs> uh, one thing from that audio commentary, though, <laughs> that I loved is they made fun of his character for getting dumber throughout the movie because in an early scene he says library, and then later he says book place. <laughs> 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 and he puts in some very good dramatic performances. He was in Haywire uh, with an actress whose name I don't remember. Uh, from Steven Soderbergh, he did great work there. He was in Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight. Magic Mike was Steven Soderbergh about his time as a stripper, and he's co-written all three of those movies, I think. 
the a third one, Magic Mike's Last Dance, is making me need to finally see Magic Mike XSXL. Eh. But like he's got range and he's he's like the Swiss Army knife of actors. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, and the last kind of cameo. I mean, you. I guess technically Channing Tatum with the, is in more scenes than this character with their mask off, which yeah. is Zazie Beats, uh, Domino from Deadpool Two. Mm-hmm. She, oh, yeah, there you go. Deadpool. She was also because you you see her in the beginning of the movie with a picture. It's a picture of her. And then you see her with um, without the the head on, without the costume head on. Uh, I did. There was a picture of her just regular face, not in the costume. Yeah, I yeah, didn't regular see face. It's one of the, like the the little Polaroids, the little like two by two or three by threes. Completely missed it. I guess this isn't a spoiler, so I don't have to mention it. But that trailer really sucks. <laughs> for for it, all it, it revealed, like. The whole movie, I was trying to figure out who the the White Death was. Didn't know it was Michael Shannon until he he actually decides to reveal his face in the in the movie. He's in the trailer. Didn't realize it was um. Oh, why am I blindside? Uh, Ocean's Eight. Uh, uh, Sandra Bullock. He's Sandra Bullock. Didn't realize it was Sandra Bullock. She. She looked totally uninterested when she showed up. She was in the trailer. Apparently, Brad Pitt cameoed in the Lost City of D, which I'm only with Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock, and I'm only mentioning that because if you're gonna see it, you would have saw it. I heard that crashed and burned pretty bad. Um, yeah, but it's it, but it's funny to have Brad Pitt in this movie and he cameoed in Deadpool too, then have Ryan Reynolds and um, I forgot what her name was cameo in this movie. Ryan Reynolds and ZZ, ZZ Beats? ZZ Beats? Yeah. Beats. Yeah. And uh, and Brad Pitt did that kind of trade with Lost City um, and Sandra yeah. and Channing. <laughs> Brad Pitt gets a Channing and a Bullock. <laughs> she gets almost a proposal. <laughs> Cause propo- oh, boy. Oh, my God. Proposal also works since Ryan Reynolds is in this. Ryan Reynolds. Yep. Alright, so I think let's start with the most the smallest piece, but the most integral piece. What did you think about Ryan Reynolds' cameo and factoring into this whole plot and Brad Pitt's character? Uh, Brad Pitt's character being just like the typical completely unlucky, but actually is kind of semi-lucky. Uh, we should tackle that, but I should have clarified. I meant Brad Pitt's story since he, I mentioned this in the clerk in the spoiler free review, but in clerks, he wasn't even supposed to be here today. Yeah, he wasn't. And then, um, I guess Ryan Reynolds got food poisoning or something like that. So he took the job because <laughs> he was supposed to be super easy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's very lucky, but unlucky at the same time. Like bad things happen to him, but good thing good things happen to him during those bad things. Yeah. Um, so he get like he got into a knife fight, but didn't have a weapon, and gets stabbed and gets stabbed to the cell phone. Um he played off they had to meet the guys on the, the, the um, platform. We did a really good job backing it out, but then the suitcase that they were blocking with <laughs> fell open his clothes. Yep. Like And um, I I should be uh, 
uh, more specific. He wouldn't be there on that train the whole time if uh, Ryan Reynolds didn't get food poisoning, and he wasn't at the same wedding as another assassin, except he wasn't doing anything there. He had only infiltrated, and that the only survivor from that party came back to find him specifically on the train. And was, um, he's a he's a rapper. Uh, yep. He's a um, Latino, rap, Latino rapper. Bad it, Bunny? Uh, Bad Bunny, you said? I believe so. Not sure. Yeah, Bad Bunny, and he's as Wolf. There's Oh, yes. oh, there was also Massey Oka from Heroes as the conductor. Haven't seen him yeah. in a film in so long. Uh, Logan Lerman, who... Or no, that's the son. Not, I'm looking for the father. Um, well, Clementine and, and Lemon were both are both pretty famous. Yes, one. Um, I'm, one drawing, I'm drawing. I'm drawing blanks on where they're from, but I. Tangerine is from Kickass. He's also Quicksilver. Yep. Brian Ty, he, uh, Tyree Henry was in. Oh, he was in a Steve McQueen movie. What was that called? He was also in Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Widows, Mwah. chef's kiss, so good. Uh, was he? He was in uh, one of the Godzilla versus Kongs. He was the guy with um, with the oh, horrible podcast. Uh, like, why was that even in there? He was in Eternals. He was Fastos, um, the guy who m- makes technology. And okay, yeah. So he's had a. Uh... Oh, he was in Joker. Yeah, he's he's a fantastic mega talent who is in uh, not great movies too often. He's also in Atlanta. Forgot about that. I think that was the first thing I ever saw him in. Um, but he is... I mean, everyone's a tour de force in Windows. <laughs> it's easy to say that. But he he was uh, Miles' dad in Spider-Man to Spider-Verse. Okay. Yeah, I mean, just I—I I know I've seen him before, so I knew I know both him, Tangerine, Tangerine Lemon. So let's see, Tangerine Lemon, Joey King as Prince, Wolf, Wolf, um, the the girl, I forgot what her name is, the Prince, the, t- the Prince, or the Princess. Oh, you're talking about Sassy Beats right now. Yeah, 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 the prince is technically, I mean, she's son of the, or da- son, daughter of the White Death. And she kills so people. That's five. The, the, um, um, what's her name that was in the, in the suit? Uh, Zazzy um, Beats. Was, what, okay, so what about the little, the schoolgirl? She was like the last one to die. That was the prince. So is there six assassins on five? Let's see. Ladybug's technically an assassin, but he's uh, so there's no way there. he's not being called <laughs> called an assassin. He's yeah. Ladybug, Prince, Tangerine, Lemon, uh, the White Death, but he's the boss. Wolf, but he's so really not. Wolf. He's not an assassin. He's he's more like just out for revenge. He's not a professional. A man on a mission. Yeah. Um, although Andrew Koji is technically a first-time assassin, because he's being 
bribed-ish, or not... No, he's also being set up for revenge. Yeah. And then you've got his dad. Yeah, he was he was a part of that criminal organization. Fun fact, uh, the father, Andrew Koji, the person who was supposed to kill the prince, showed up in Fast and Furious 6 as Hong Kong police. Oh, nice. There's also something else I've heard him... Uh, being complimented. Oh, the TV show Warrior, which I have not seen. But he was in Snake Eyes, which you at least own. I don't know if you've seen it. Yes. I tried watching yeah. it. I couldn't finish it. Good. Yeah, the origin story. Yeah, I, I mean, what, what movie that copies X-Men Origins Wolverine's title format uh, should be trusted? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, they didn't even learn their lesson in the title area. Why just call, just call it Snake Eyes? Just call it GI Joe Snake Eyes. Who cares? Call it Snake Eyes a GI Joe story. <laughs> That'd be a origin story. Why are you making me remember X Men Origins by calling it GI Joe Origins Snake Eyes? Is there a mad Italian guy? Mad what? Italian guy. I was, I was, yeah, I was, using, I was using my hands. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, I guess technically five assassins, two revenge. <sighs> two revenge, one that gets, gets roped in um, so his, his son doesn't die, and then the ultimate boss at the end, so I guess okay. Yeah. It feels like a lot of people, because it is, but it's not. I guess it's technically only five assassins. Yeah. I guess it would be more accurate to say if you think there's someone who's going to have who's going to be on screen for more than five minutes and not want to kill somebody, although technically um, Zazie Beats is on for less than five minutes and does. But yeah, apparently this is also based on a book by Kataro Isaka. Uh, Okay. David Leach has said, said in an interview that he found he wanted to do this movie because of the script, though, so it was already adapted before he got a, got his lens on it. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I would say this movie is definitely a lot of fun and definitely is very forward, very pushing forward. This movie doesn't doesn't hesitate too long. Um, it, it's very the two hours feels like two hours but it's like a running two hours. It feels like you're running. Um, at no point do you stop and take a breath and view the scenery. I mean, pretty much from the beginning of this movie, you're pretty much running. This this train is running downhill. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just got distracted because the credits have the father, who's the first character we're technically introduced to or named as Kimura. And then there's okay. the elder for Hiroyuki Sonata, his dad, the grandfather. And then there's the son in the credits, who we clearly saw was an Asian boy of like 10-ish, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, somewhere in that range. But it, it it's being credited as being Logan Lerman the main guy from the Three Musketeers, that horrible Three Musketeers movie, and he was in Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief, 
basically it's a 20 year old white dude you've you've seen him if that name's yeah, not I've seen Percy I've seen Percy Jackson okay so uh, are we supposed to believe that the prince's brother the the tattooed douchebag is Logan Lerman <laughs> Was the, yes. is are they is I mean that's a pretty egregious uh, <laughs> miscasting on IMDb <laughs> to be like ten year old Asian boy lightning thief that's who it was yeah got him or are they just I mean the the father is not titled the father oh wolf no wolf nine years old young elder. Um. Okay, that's interesting. I'm just gonna throw that out there because I can't find the answer. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, who was the son in Bullet Train? Bullet Train. Star Logan. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Just ask Bullet Train star Logan Lerman, who plays the doomed wayward son of a crime boss. Holy shit! I just thought that was the one character I didn't think was some random like semi-famous pull. (laughs) Who I just thought, yeah, that's just a character like the like the old lady in the quiet car. That wasn't a famous person. That would have been, ah, that would have been great if it was Betty White. Yeah, yeah, I knew you were gonna go there as soon as you as soon as you did that. (sighs) But the uh, the one other person I thought, not just regular rando, that's <laughs> that's that's the best part of this movie now for me. <laughs> if I if I wasn't stubbornly sticking to my rating, I'd push it up to a full edible now. <laughs> just for that, that was great. Uh, okay, but let's. Well, all right. So, any any least favorites in terms of the assassins, or was everyone just your like colorful enough, fun enough? Um, every, everybody's <laughs> colorful enough. Everybody's unique enough. So I didn't I'm, feel like anybody was overlapping. I mean, it. I guess it's technically fair to say that Zazie Beats was just playing the uh, Freddy Krueger knockoff from Rick and Morty. You can run, but you can't hide, bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna stab <laughs> you, bitch. She says. I think a third of her dialogue is the word bitch. <laughs> That's weird. I, I didn't catch on to that. No? Because she's, no. she's maskless for like, I would say 120 seconds, and she says bitch at least six times. Like her, I think her l- last line is like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, she calls Red Pit a bitch many, many, many times. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so what'd you think of? All right, did you say what you thought of her, of her character? Of which one? Uh, as as he beats. I uh, yeah, I'm just gonna run through the assassins and. Um, it was cool. Um, I thought the motive for hers was probably the weakest out of everybody. Just hired um, hired to do a job. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, Ladybug. Um, 
I like the idea. I think it was well executed. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like I like Brad Pitt's character in this movie. I think he's probably the number two. Yeah, uh, he might be number one. Mm. Like uh, the terms of like everything about his character. Um, because then the next one would be whichever one was the Thomas the Train guru. <laughs> lemon. I don't remember. Yeah, I was. I don't remember his lemon or tangerine, but I knew it was one of those two. You're a diesel man. <laughs> or, or no, I, I think yeah. I used tangerine's accent more. Aaron Taylor Johnson's. Yeah, because I like his because I thought that was hilarious, and to have him get pulled like the switcheroo with like thought he was dead, not dead. And then, like, basically <laughs> suicides himself, and then um, his brother finds out that he's not dead. Yeah. So that was kind of a whole, the whole switcheroo. Yeah, he got he got shot and drunk the water, so yeah. Tangerine got to mourn him, and then, ah. Uh, and did you stay for the mid-credits scene? Which was? It was, you know how there were a lot of backstories for a lot of people? There was a backstory to the tangerine truck smashing into that one character. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Prince. Uh, Schoolgirl. Schoolgirl. Um, she was okay. I mean, uh, she was very... She kept everything on edge. She was very twisty-turny, especially with, like, the the reasons on why she did things didn't seem like, didn't seem like the reason she was doing things like breaking into the case and everything like that with to plant the secondary bomb. She, the, um, the gun, um, having that have an explosive in it because she knew that her dad always killed people with the same, with the, with the gun that they used. And, um, so her motives kept ever kept you guessing throughout the movie, which was good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I liked her character. She's probably, she's probably number three. For the, on the assassin's list. Nice. Uh, tangerine. The, uh, since, since I'm not going to say it for Lemon, I'll say Tangerine's the white boy. <laughs> he, was a, he was fine. Yeah. He was fine. He was probably five. Um, he was the brains of the organization. Out of the, he was the brains out of the two um, in the sense of like, alright, this is how we need to get this job done. Alright, we need to go out there and fool the Yakuza. Um, you know, we need to, we need to find a plan. Yeah. Where the other guy was more of like a, this is what this guy, this is his task, this is what he's going to be doing. You know, he's a diesel, he's a, a Thomas, he's a whatever. I don't know Thomas, Thomas train that well. <laughs> and watching the movie one time, I don't, I don't remember every train from Thomas the Train. <laughs> yeah, me, me neither. I didn't even remember the, uh, the character's name Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> if it is a character's name. Uh, I was trying to look it up. I should have looked it up earlier, but it's possible. Well, it's possible that Aaron Taylor Johnson used his real accent. Was he British in this film, the character Tangerine? Yes. Okay. Because Aaron Taylor Johnson is British in real life. When he, Matthew Vaughn was dead set on getting an American to play Kick-Ass, because he was like, I'm going to make my version of an American superhero show and Aaron Taylor Johnson went in with his American accent and at the end um, <laughs> uh, what is it Matthew Vaughn was like 
that's the most impressive British accent I've ever heard <laughs> because Aaron Taylor Johnson <laughs> just stopped holding the fake accent. Um, all right. So, and you said lemon. Do you want to add anything for lemon? No. Um, yeah, I think he was probably the weakest one out of for me. He was the weakest, but he's your second favorite or first or second. Um, what well, no with, um, Aaron, he's, he's last. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Uh, let, so Aaron Taylor Johnson, the white boy, is Tangerine. Yeah, so he 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 would be last. Okay. Anything else so you lemon. want to say about Lemon? Because you've already talked about him a bit. Okay. Uh, Wolf. <laughs> I I liked Wolf. Um, overall, I liked how they used him as a prop throughout the movie. Um, to make it make it seem like he was alive through part of it and just sleeping in the chair. Um, they used him a couple times. I thought his motives, like just the randomness, like I understand the, the the motivation for his wedding, but for him to go all the way to from Mexico or or um, whatever a Latin American country all the way to Japan, chasing after Brad Pitt just seems weird. Um, and if not weird, it was very serendipitous that he found him one stop after he got on the train, knew that he was getting on that train was there at the second stop and was at the car that he needed to be. But I mean, one of the Pixar yeah. rules is uh, coincidences that are bad for the protagonist are okay. <laughs> coincidences yes. that are not aren't. So. I liked his character. I just thought, it was, yeah, just the coincidences of, of it, all that working out all at one time. Just rough. Yeah. I guess I'm surprised that they didn't justify why, he was there in the first place. Like they could have, instead yeah. of just saying, you remember that wedding you infiltrated? It could have been like, you remember that wedding where you stole the, the, the watch or, you know, the, as the 10,000 year as Techian, uh, I don't know if you're rich. Tell me a fancy watch. <laughs> Rolex. Uh, I couldn't even Rolex, think of Rolex. Yeah. <laughs> um, G-Shock. Is that a watch? Yeah, it is a watch, but it's not super expensive. So, sounds like a sex ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, oh, the one thing I want the thing I wanted to ask you was, what do you think about the water bottle and the snake? The, the snake I knew was going to come up eventually because obviously they had mentioned it right away at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So you knew that was coming in. That was like um, Chekhov's gun. I mean, it was going to have to, uh, at some point in time, it was going to have to go off because they, they told you about it right away at the beginning of this movie that the snake was missing from the zoo. Which, by the so way, knew- what a lazy way to tell us. Like, yeah. the number of times they told us later totally worked. Yeah. They, they, uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, because they kept interrupting for like the the emergency broadcast system of the like, snake is missing in Japan. Yeah. Um, and then what was the, the water bottle? Um, the water bottle was funny, um, but that's kind of like how I would do things too, like that because <laughs> I would be a terrible assassin. So like <laughs> you know, like when you, you know, like drop something in their water, spin it with your finger real quick, I'd be the one to lick the finger to like get the the moisture off my finger. That'd be like me. I'd be that assassin. So for Brad Pitt to overly pour the knockout agent into the water <laughs> and then like have that water bottle trans- like come across the entire train 
um, just to be there at the right spot at the right time. Yeah. Um, and especially considering it's a square water bottle too. It was like a boot Fiji water Fiji, or whatever. Yep. So. Yep. Um, <laughs> it, was, just, it was it was a cool prop. It was a cool thing. The scene with Brad Pitt where he was like, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't believe it, but I actually got a dose of anti-venom earlier, so yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to be okay. <laughs> I, I was surprised that it worked twice. I mean, it makes sense, right? It was only like half an hour, so I don't know. How, I don't know how anti-venoms work if you need like a, new, do- a new dose. Yeah. Like one one minus one is zero, but then you get then you got another one. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. uh and the scene that connected to it, which was when he took the antidote, he's like, Oh no, you didn't you didn't get a second hit. Is that your only one? Yeah, they're like You didn't oh, prepare man. more? <laughs> I mean I I'm gonna stay with you and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like oh just oh that's that's bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess my last thing to ask is, what do you think of Michael Shannon and Hiroyuki Sonata? Um, the one, the older guy I know I've seen before in other movies. He was in Endgame. Okay. Yeah, the um, Ro- the Ronin got him. Yeah. So I mean, I like them. They were they were both pretty sweet. I mean, um, the big action sequence at the end with them in it. Um, that was pre- that was pretty fun, and then to have you know them protecting their the grandson, his grandson, yeah, um, and then to have the the nurse on the same side too. But uh, they were they were good. I like them. The nurse, what? Uh, wasn't the nurse the one that like stopped the the guy from killing the grandson? Oh yeah, they had yeah he had a a nurse there. Uh, I should also say he was also in the most recent Mortal Kombat movie, and he was in The Wolverine, the Ooh. second worst. Since you said, okay. did you? Was it you who said you hadn't seen Logan? I've not seen Logan. <gasps> Ooh, gotta fix that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Um, Logan is so good that I used it as clickbait when shitting on. Criticizing the Wolverine. <laughs> um, yeah. Any? What else do you want to say about it? You want to um, talk about? I really thought the White Death was going to be like Keith Richards or something at the end of the movie. Because <laughs> that's what it looked like with the white streak. Who is Keith Richards? Cool. Yep. 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 Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean two. No. Pirates of yep, the Caribbean three. Three, three, three. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be him. Um, There's a couple other people that it could have been too, but I was not, I mean, I don't recognize that actor. Um, But I thought it was going to be somebody like that. Because I thought that's what he looked like with the white streak in his hair, the brown hair, the white streak. Can you guess? Actually, you'll never be able to guess. Do you want to know? Do you want to take a guess at the first thing I've ever seen uh, Michael Shannon in? There, there's two. Nope. There's two things you can get. All right, no to that. Do you want to guess the first movie I ever heard that Michael Shannon was in? This movie? <laughs> no. I have no idea. So, so the first time I ever saw Michael Shannon in anything, it was on a high school field trip to a two-person play, a two-man play, and 
in the suburbs near uh, Oak Brook, or I think. Oh. There. <laughs> well, I, I, that was my second guess. That and, was my second guess. <laughs> and there was a Q&A after, and one of my fellow high schoolers were like, were you the guy in Bad Boys 2? <laughs> which he was. He was, like, stuck in the trunk for, like, a 30-minute action sequence, which led me to watch Bad Boys 2. <laughs> okay, Bad Boys 2 is good. That's the, that's the good one out of the bunch. Oh, very, very scandalous to say, because I actually was like... I don't get why everyone hate you know hates on the bad boys too. Like, all right, it was good, and then I watched Bad I Boys it. One, and then I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah, I prefer Bad Boys Two, and then there's a third one too that that I've seen one time. I was like, okay, I'm good. Yeah, Bad Boys is well now that bad they have boys a fourth for or something like that. Yeah, which is really stupid now that they actually have a fourth one. But um, the reason I'm bringing that up is because. The director did something notable. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I think I know. They did, yep. Miss Marvel, and they were the directors of Bad Girl. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. After... Thank you, thank you Discovery Plus. I mean, it's just really unfortunate, considering how much they had... How many times they had to get slapped during the production of Bad Boys for Life? Um, they really put in their dues, you know, getting slapped by Will Smith. <laughs> they really put in their dues just for it to amount to nothing. They're really hard for this. Just, just, they're still getting slapped. It sucks. Dig up for that one. Yeah. You know, Chris Rock. He'll be all right. I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna see Will Smith, but if I ever do, I'm definitely gonna po- make fun of him a little bit for slapping somebody. Pretty childish. Open hand. You know, it, just whatever. They, you didn't, you know, you slap somebody Chris publicly. He deserves. Chris Rock has probably made more money now than he did previous the last five years. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah he's, he's he's really turned that. Turn that into a good Chris thing, so. Rock was perfectly fine. He directed his own movie and <laughs> co-starred in that movie with Queen Rosario Dawson, who I met at the Clerks Three premiere. So Chris Rock do it just fine. <laughs> but I, I'm not going to say that too much because are you are you a, a Stoka in uh, in Star Wars? Well, I was telling Maddie because she doesn't have the green skin, and I asked her to do a video for Maddie. Wait, did oh, nice. oh did I show? I didn't show. Oh yeah, in my my road to clerks three video, I put in the thirty second clip she recorded for Maddie, my daughter. Oh, that's that's nice. And you made me think of it because I literally was like, "It's Ahsoka," <laughs> <laughs> but she was very kind. She seems like a nice lady. She is actually. Apparently, she wasn't even supposed to be there. That I didn't mean to do a Clerks <laughs> reference. <laughs> Kevin Smith literally said Rosario Dawson wasn't expected to be at the premiere, <laughs> and uh, she was. She happened, to, she happened to be in town, I guess. He just assumed she was busy in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> and her, the man candy on her arm. Ooh, I don't know who she's dating, but <laughs> he was handsome. <laughs> Uh, anyway, anything else for Bullet Train? 
Um, no, uh, I would say it's probably one of those movies that you'll you've seen obviously once because you're here, but you'll probably watch it once once in a while, once every so often, um, just because it is a fun ride. But at the same time, it's kind of one of those things where after you know the after you know the mystery, you might watch it one more time to kind of put all the pieces together faster, mm-hmm. and then after that, you're probably okay. But I would say that this you'd probably watch it every so often. Um, I wouldn't say this is like um, the after party on um, Apple TV Plus, where you'll watch <laughs> once or twice, and then that'll be the end of it. You'll probably never watch it ever again. Yeah. Or um, Knives Out would probably be a good comparison. You'll see it once, twice, maybe three times, and then after that, you're probably okay. And, I mean, that's exciting. Glass Onion's coming. The Knives Out sequel. Uh, sequel, yeah. Aren't they filming two and three or something like that back to back? Netflix bought the rights for two and three for like a hundred million dollars. I think if I remember right, they're doing it back to back. Oh, cool. I think I think they're doing them like really close together. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Those those movies yeah. are before everybody starts getting booked up and movie <laughs> movies are showing the like overdrive rampage. Tell me about it from from COVID. The um, after effects of COVID. Yeah. All right. Uh, we will be doing Clerks three next because obviously, what? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we got to record. We're coming to you live. The before editing it. <laughs> um. Yeah. We'll be recording that in Washington D.C. right after the premiere, either the night of or the day, the morning after. We'll have to see. Uh. And then we'll go into our new uh, new routine for Phase 3 of Movies Are Dope, which will be, you know, something timely, uh, Clerks 3, and Bullet Train, this being that, something we love that we think is underrated, stuff for me, like Charlie Bartlett, um, Tag, things of that nature, for Brad as well. And then the other thing we'll okay. be doing is take, sorry, what? I think I've got the next one for me. Do you want to? Oh, oh, and Brad will tell you right before it cuts out. Now we now retention. If it's YouTube, How, no one got here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the third thing will be community suggestions. So if you go to youtube.com forward slash movies or dope podcast, uh, that's where you can put suggestions that will go in there. Or if you're part of the Patreon, uh, yeah. And before we cut out, I'm Brian. And I'm and I'm Brad. And what's that movie that's going to be your next one? I think it's going to be, was it KFG or KGF? Um, it looks like the John Wick of Indian movies. And it and it's actually has a higher box office than RRR. Okay, so I've already done a reaction to KGF Chapter 1, and that is one that uh, my patrons have said I need to react to KGF Chapter 2, so we oh, will... Good, I, I can catch up. We will do that. I will keep my lips sealed. This is this is going to be... This is the most interesting one that I've seen that you've stumbled across. I'll say that. Uh, okay, yeah, because it looks like... Uh, for me, it looks like the, like the John Wick of Indian movies. Oh, I'm so... I'm so excited to hear your take out this movie. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's uh
you know, that's just a tease for when we get to that one. Um, in like two, two weeks, unless another suggestion has come up. No, in two weeks. That, that works. Okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs>